friends, it's Pam Scamardo, your host of Multifamily Mondays podcast, your ultimate guide to achieving financial freedom through investing in apartments. Hey guys, welcome. It's Pam again. Welcome to Multifamily Mondays with me again, Pam. <laughs> so what are we going to talk about today? Today, I want to elaborate on a topic that has been asked a lot of me lately of how do we properly manage a rental property so that we don't become that burnt out landlord or where we hate uh, renting out properties for the rest of our lives. Um, so some of the key things to consider is this. You have to first decide once you have a property, if you want to manage it yourself or if you want to hire a property manager and their team to manage it on your behalf. I've done both. Um, I've also even trained someone from scratch. Uh, so I guess I've done three different ways. So let me talk about those three different ways. If you manage it on your own, the pro is that you get to pocket all that profit. But the con is, do you really have enough time? Do you really want to be that person that gets a 2 a.m. phone call of a plumbing leak or the refrigerator isn't working or there was a, a burglary that was, you know, that had happened? So you need to decide that. For me, I went through the same phase. I rented out my San Diego condos when I first started and I and my husband became the property managers. And let me tell you, there's something that I realized about myself is that I have a heart as well. And each time I heard a sob story, I fell for it. I didn't like that. So it was emotionally draining, physically draining. And I thought to hell with that. I need a buffer because I don't want to be the one having to do those fixes to each their home. Right. So to me, the best way possible is to have a little buffer between the tenant and between the landlord because you want your property manager to filter out all those requests, filter out all those um, uh, questions or things that they might be uh, stepping over the boundaries to ask of you as a landlord. For example, a lot of people in the past two years have probably been staying rent free um, due to certain local laws, state laws, and you know just dealing with the pandemic. And so if you were uh, the owner of that property and didn't have a property manager, I can only imagine how, how many gray hairs you grew during that time. And you're probably kicking yourself in the butt for not screening the tenants uh, prior to letting them in. So that's another perk of having a property manager. They have their own set of standards. They will screen the tenants for you. They'll do all the application reviews, the credit checks, the background checks. Guys, don't skimp on that, by the way. It is worth paying, I don't know, for example, a hundred bucks on a, a, a tenant's application to find out that they have a bad like record than to find out $10,000 down the line and they're not paying their rent because you could have caught it up front. So don't be cheap is what I'm saying. Um, be smart about it because depending on what state you're in, the state could be more tenant friendly. And if you're the landlord, my friends, you are screwed. So Think about it that way. And I'll give you a real example. Um, one, of, one of my friends uh, rented out a property of theirs and they decided after doing market research that they were under renting the property. I consulted with them and I said, hey, if you want to raise rents, you want to do it in small incremental steps. Um, they didn't listen because their eyes got a little greedy 
And they saw that, oh, if I can make an extra $800 a month, why not do that? So they did exactly that. And if you guys want to guess what happened, um, I can tell you right now, the tenant went AWOL on them. Not only that, they're in a tenant-friendly state, so they couldn't do anything about it during the pandemic. So they're now down the drain $15,000. They literally just evicted the tenant officially by getting a sheriff to lock the door and get all the crap out. And so the biggest lesson there was to get that extra $800 a month, was it worth losing $15,000? Oh, not to mention including some repairs that still need to be done before they can get a new tenant in place um, because that disgruntled tenant felt, um, you know, I want you guys to put yourselves in their shoes. We've all been tenants before. I have too. When you have someone that says, hey, guess what? Next month, your rent's gonna go up by $800. What do you think is gonna happen? Number one, you're gonna be resentful if you've been a good tenant, right? Um, so they trashed the whole place. So I'm not saying it's the right thing, but I'm just saying, what am I really saying? Be a good human being. <laughs> so that's that's the biggest eviction lesson that, um, that I wanna share with you guys. Uh, so when you have a good property management team in place, they're gonna help guide you and prevent you from doing silly things like that. They're gonna have a plan in place. So let's just say there was a big $800 gap every month that you're not realizing. The first step would be number one, what, what prompted this to be so under market? So you would need to either clean house of your current property manager or um, bring in a consultant and someone like me, I can help you with that and, and really look at the big picture. So I would say, okay, instead of raising $800 per month right away is when it's time to renew the lease, you say, hey, you know what? We've done a rental, uh, you know, rental comparison and due to the current market conditions, because there's a huge demand for rentals, we see that the market price should be here. However, we understand that you've been a long-term great tenant paying at here. So let's find a middle meeting ground and we can raise the rent slowly. Maybe it's a hundred bucks, 200, whatever it may be. Again, you have to follow the local, um, the local laws as well, because sometimes there's a rent cap. Um, you can't just say, I'm going to raise 800 bucks and be okay with that. So in talking about property management issues, that's something that's really kind of prominent right now is that people just moved in someone who was living and breathing just for the sake of getting the month to month rent or whatever it may be. But with the pandemic, with people losing their jobs, with family situations changing, they're now paying a huge price for it. Um, so that is something to highly consider when you rent out your own property, or even if you work with a property manager. Um, honestly, if you had a, this is a good way to know if you have a good property manager is that they will talk you off that ledge. If you're like, hey, I see green and I want to raise rents like crazy. They'll say, hey, hey, we got to slowly do that. Not just overnight it, right? Or do it, um, excuse me, in the next month. So other things about having a good property manager in places. Okay, so they will help you screen the proper tenants. They'll help make sure that um, the amount of evictions are reduced. I'm here to tell you guys that if you plan to be in this line of business, you're going to deal with your fair share of evictions because let's be real, not everyone is a good person. There are a lot of a-holes out there. And unfortunately, sometimes you end up with that bad luck of a draw, even though they passed all the, all the filters in place. What's important is how you learn to solve your business challenge. 
And so you can come up stronger and smarter and implement a few new changes with your property the next time you go through it, right? So uh, let's talk about something else. Uh, property managers will help you with your turnovers. What does that mean? A turnover just means when a tenant moves out, they come in swiftly, do the cleanup, replace anything that needs replacing, and then they help you bring the value of your unit to market so you can demand a higher rent. So those are called turnovers. You always wanna reduce the turnover time. If your property management team or your property manager or you yourself as the property manager are taking longer than three weeks to do a turnover, there's some serious issues there. That, that means those three weeks you've lost out on rent money. You should also start thinking, um, is the unit completely gutted or something? So it shouldn't take that long to get things done. Uh, so something to think about because you literally just lost a month's worth of rent. The goal is to be swift, to come in, clean the whole place, upgrade it, show prospects, and then get it rented ASAP to the right tenant. That is the key. And then let's talk about vacancies. I had a friend of a colleague who invested heavily in one of, one of the states that I don't live in. And when the pandemic hit, uh, they lost 50% of their tenants. Uh, so that was a big ouch. Um, and the biggest lesson learned was that they were putting in living and breathing able bodies, but not really fully checking that they were the qualified tenants for their property. So vacancies happen, but when you have a lot of vacancies, that means that your property was not operating properly, truly. That's what it is. Whether you managed it on your own, or you hired a property manager, or you had someone on site, something was going wrong and you need to stop and take a look at all the expenses. Is someone siphoning money? Um, are they, are uh, the vendors saying what they're doing? Um, and if a tenant, like if many tenants have left, yikes, might be time to clean house and change the management team. Something is not clicking. My goal has always been with all my properties is that I wanna have a wait list where I never have to advertise and knock on wood. That's where we're at right now. Yes, the market is conducive to that, but I worked really long and hard to get us to be one of the top chosen places with all of our properties so that it's just by word of mouth and the good tenants bring in better tenants each time because they wanna bring their friends, their family or whoever, their colleagues, their coworkers to the same community because our values align. And I think that's what sets me apart from all other real estate investors. Some people care only about the numbers. That's not how I approach it. I approach it slowly and I approach it with quality and I really do care about making everyone happy. It is a business, so I have to make my investors happy. I have to make my property management team happy, but I also have to make my tenants happy because at the end of the day, that's our little ecosystem. Happy people equals, you know, just happiness all around. And as hippie as that sounds, I'd rather have that than have headaches galore. Another thing. Um, so I, as I've talked about, I've done all three things where I was my own property manager, which I highly do not recommend. Um, I also hired a property management team, which I highly recommend as a filter. Um, and lastly, I actually trained someone from scratch. And here's the story of how it happened. I wasn't looking to train this person. When I acquired the property uh, with my team, this person begged to stay on because they didn't want to lose their place. And they asked if they could show me their skill set within the first three months, basically working on probation. 
uh, I decided to just give it a shot. I said, okay, you have zero skills in property management. I'll train you. Let's see what you got. And I took a leap of faith with her and she's been with me for over 10 years now. And as a matter of fact, she's one of my best performing teammates, I guess, if you will, whatever the term is, she's one of the best, meaning that she takes great care of all the properties because she treats them like they're her own. And I've given her a lot of uh, liberty to do certain things a certain way, but it's been a relationship in the making, which I always tell people that real estate investing is a relationship business. So I'm thankful that we met um, because I almost said no to her and brought in my own property management team. But I really don't think that they would have handled it as good as she could because she's on site. And so I trained her from scratch. I taught her everything from like the accounting, how to handle tenants, how to screen for tenants, um, how to bring in the right tenants and the strategies for upkeeping the property and for uh, attracting quality vendors, suppliers, and tenants. Um, it's a lot of work. I don't think I can, you know, teach every one of my property managers who are on site, but I'm thankful that our relationship has really blossomed into what it is. She's one of the most, she's close to being my right-hand woman in the property management team. And she knows that. And so what am I really trying to say guys is that there's no one right way to do it. But if I can highly advise you of what not to do or a pitfall is try not to, um, think short-sighted in trying to be cheap and trying to get all of the profit up front by being your own property manager, because this is a long-term play. If you want to be successful in multifamily investing, but long-term, you need to uh, save some of your efforts, save some of your energy so that you can do what's best for the whole business, because you are the eyes, you are the ears of the whole entity, for example. So you don't want to expend all your efforts on trying to manage a property because it comes along with the business. And at the end of the day, you need to delegate that and be able to trust that they will take good care of it. Uh, a really good property manager is worth their weight in the, in the management fee that you end up paying. So that's my two cents on that. One of my interns just asked, what is the step-by-step -step process when I get a tenant? I'm going to be honest, I don't receive those applications anymore, but my property management team does. So there's a process, right? So I'm going to explain our process and you can take it with a grain of salt and improve upon it. But usually there's a process for them to apply online. Um, once the application is filled out, it we ask for references of previous uh, landlords or job references. The property management team will actually go through those references, make those calls. On top of that, the next step is they run the background check and they run a credit check. Then they also require you to put in a security deposit because we're not going to spend our time and our money um, you know, validating that you're, you're the proper tenant for the property um, if you're not going to really stick around, right? So, uh, so those are kind of the main things. So you fill out the application and you tell us that you really mean it by providing the security deposit. Then we do our, our checks, our background checks on it. So it's the financial check, the legal check, um, background check, and we call the references. If you pass all of that and we look at your income that you're bringing in and it meets our criteria, then we go to the next phase of where we meet with you or my property management team calls you and tells you, hey, 
um, we have an availability starting at this date. You might request something ASAP, but we might not have anything until maybe two months down the line. Do you still want to wait for that? Or do you want your money back? Um, so your security deposit would go back if you're not gonna move in with us. So that's another process that we go through next, but usually we get them in fairly quick. Um, and if that property doesn't work out for them where there's no availability, then my property management team will say, well, hey, we managed this, but we also managed 10 other ones. Do you wanna have a look? It might not meet your, uh, your ideal requirement, but it might meet you know, your top 10 requirements. And that's that next process. Um, and we also require this, and I know not a lot of places do it, but we require our tenants to get renter's insurance. So that's the next step is you need to provide us with proof of renter's insurance. And, you, and then once we decide we're gonna move forward with you and you also decide you wanna move forward with us, then you sign a contract. It's as easy and peasy as that. And it depends on, on the term, right? I've seen a month to month, three months, six months, a year, I prefer a year lease, but sometimes I'm okay with month to month. It really depends. If we are not sure about a tenant or we, we think that we might have some, uh, some future, future repairs that we're gonna do, we might not want a tenant to be stuck there for another year if we know we're gonna upgrade the unit or something. So uh, it really depends on you and your property management team. You guys need to be like best friends um, to, because each property operates differently has a different set of criteria and it's kind of like its own entity. So it has its own pulse because it's, it's in a different market area or a different spot of the city. And you guys are probably well aware of this, that even though, um, for example, if you hear of like a famous city or something, it has pockets within it. Like talk about Los Angeles. I live near Los Angeles. I mean, there's the good spots of Los Angeles, then there's the crappy spots, right? Same idea with your properties. Your properties aren't always gonna be in the super best location. Um, it might be, or let me take that back. Your properties are going to be in different locations within the city. And so you're going to serve different needs, different populations, and you need to know how your property operates like the back of your hand. Uh, and that's where you and your property management team will work on bringing the, the right tenants to your property and your community. So that's pretty much the step-by-step -step. you apply, you know, you show us the money you're interested in it. We do our background checks, our due diligence, and Hey, if you pass all of that with flying colors, then we move forward and let you pick the unit that's available at that time. And then you set a date to move in. And then, you know, you just pay your rent on time. That's pretty much how life should be, but Hey, you know, some people, things happen. And uh, the key thing, guys, is that you need to work with your property manager. Um, there are a lot of people who think that companies are out to get you or your property manager is out to get you. That's not always the case, um, but it is a business. So you have to understand this is not a charity house either, right? Because your landlords have bills to pay. They have utilities to pay. They have mortgages to pay. They also have lives just like you. They also have kids and a family. So when you as a tenant understand that about the landlord and the landlord understands that about you, that's when you start to create a happy community because you want to be with someone. Um, I guess this is what branding is all about, guys. I know I'm segueing to other things, but why we pick a certain brand over others, right? It's because it has to align with your core values or, or you're just going to move on. Um, and I'm, I'm also going to put it out there. There are slumlords out there. 
but my goal is to slowly eradicate them one by one as we take over different communities or as I teach my students and others to go by those communities. So that way they operate with integrity to provide high quality living for their tenants. Everyone deserves to live in a happy and safe space. So the question was, um, have I dealt with an eviction and how did I deal with it? I've had multiple evictions, so I'll talk with, about one of them that comes to mind right now. Um, the tenant wasn't paying rent and they unfortunately um, started getting into drugs, which is already a no-no as part of our community policies that you sign um, when you sign the contract. And so that's how we were able to move forward. They weren't paying rent and, at, and we also unfortunately caught them uh, doing drugs on the premises. And so you move forward with your property management team in filing court documents. You sometimes might need an attorney to get involved as well, because yes, you can probably do it all on your own. This is all not rocket science here, guys. I mean, I can explain to you like, you know, as an aerospace background, this is not anywhere near that. Um, it's just more of the time and the amount of paperwork. So you wanna hire a good attorney to work on your behalf to file all those things with your property manager. And then uh, once your court case is accepted, then you know you go to court, your property manager will represent you. And then whatever the proceedings go or however they go, sometimes they require you to go through a mediation process, which means you gotta like work together to come up with a solution without a judge there. Um, and if that doesn't work, depending on the county, the state, uh, then you know you go to court and then whatever the judge rules, then you have to follow that. And sometimes, uh, so for the, for example, this tenant, uh, they gave them about, was it 30 days or a couple weeks to basically get their crap together. Um, and if not, then we could hire a constable, which is basically like a sheriff to come and lock it. And we seize all possession of the property. We get our property back and they lose all their stuff, meaning they can't go in and get anything. And so what happened was the tenant actually abandoned the property um, and left everything there because unfortunately they, they turned to drugs and they were on a, a different path. Um, so that's how we evicted them. So uh, it cost a lot, yes, because we had to hire an attorney and file the paperwork. And it also cost a lot to turn over the unit um, to get the unit ready for a new tenant. But it was well worth it because the new tenant was so appreciative of all the upgrades we did. And honestly, they're one of the long-term tenants we still have now. They're they've been with us for over five years and they keep renewing, even when sometimes we do increase rent. Just something to keep in mind that like when you treat a tenant good, they know that yes, you might have to increase rents over time. They wanna stay and they wanna be part of that community. So food for thought. Anyways. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. Wrapping it up today. So today I talked about um, property management aspects and how to screen your tenants or some thoughts to come into finding the proper tenants and how to work through an eviction process. Um, if you have any questions, uh, like I said, always reach out to my team, info at letsgocreatewealth.com. I'm here for you. My team is here for you. We're rooting for you. So until next time, talk to you later. Well, I guess that will wrap it up for this week. Thanks for tuning in. And if you really love our content and the topics that I've talked about, 
please do us a favor and go on to Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you have any burning questions or you want to learn more about a certain topic, feel free to email my team at info at letsgocreatewealth.com. We may feature you in the following week's episode. I'd love to hear from you. So keep on chugging along out there. You guys will get there. And if there's anything that I can help you out with, don't hesitate to reach out to me and my team. You can find me um, on LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, whatever. We're out there. So talk to you soon.